Hi, welcome to True Creeps, where the stories are true and the creeps are real. We'll cover stories from grotesque gore to the possibly plausible paranormal, to horrifying history, to tense and terrible true crime, and everything else that goes bump in the night. We're your hosts, Amanda, and I'm Lindsay, and we want you to join us while we creep. We cover mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody. Today, we've got another short for you. We're doing these shorter episodes while we are doing our daily Lori Vallow trial coverage so that we have some semblance of balance in our lives. (laughs) But today, we are talking about the very haunted village that is Plucky, England, which is just also fun to say. I had never heard of this place. It is very fun to say. I hadn't heard of it either. I was taking uh, an internet stroll. As you do. As one does. To see if I could find some places I hadn't heard of that were haunted. And this came up. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because it's considered Britain's most haunted village. And there's just, there's about like a thousand residents there. So it's a pretty small place. Especially considering how much activity there is. (laughs) Right, right. It's like everyone has their own ghost. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Is it? Is it nice? (laughs) When you move in, they're like, when you sign your lease, you also have to sign for your ghost. Oh, you will take care of it. You will be friends with it. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like it should be vice versa. Like your ghost, your ghost is taking care of you because you're the temporary thing here. Oh, you know what? They review the applications. Oh, yeah. The ghosts are like, hmm, which bid should you take? Yes, exactly. And because all of the ghosts know each other, presumably, if you're like, if you're in one house and you're going to buy another house, and they all have like names here, by the way. So if you're in one house and you're going to buy another house, the ghosts are like, oh, by the way, they didn't pick my applicant. And then the next ghost is like, fuck you. So then you have a bad time. But if you are friendly to the ghosts and respect, yeah, honestly, their demands, then your next ghost will be kind to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. That's a fair system. <laughs> but anywho, <laughs> we're going to just talk about the activity that's going on in Plucky. So we're going to start with the fact that there are ghost horse-drawn carriages that are seen and people can hear the clip-clop of the horses. And I find that equal parts endearing and possibly frustrating because you don't want to clip-clop in the middle of the night and you also don't want to clip-clop if you're trying to, say, record a podcast. (laughs) You know what I, I think? So when we were talking about how they review the applications, you know when you purchase a home and you have to sign off that you know like jets fly over your home or something like that that's one of the signatures required yeah when you um buy a home in this place (laughs) yeah phantom clip clops oh (laughs) (laughs) oh see in my in my version the clip clops like traveled there's no telling where the clip-clops are. Now, there could be a general village-wide provision that clip-clops will occur outside of your house. Or inside. I don't know. <laughs> like, what if your house used to be where a road was? Yeah, or stable. Yeah. Well, these apparitions are so, like, crisp and clear that there was a babysitter who reported seeing the light from inside the coach of the carriage shining out, which I feel like that's very detailed. I feel like normally it's kind of like translucent and it's all kind of like mid-bright. But like the idea of seeing lights from it, I think is interesting. Well, 
a lot of people see lights on in like homes that don't have electricity, right? When there's like hauntings taking place, they'll be like the light in the attic was on or the light on, you know, whatever floor was on. Yeah, that's fair. Also, a driver almost crashed when trying to avoid hitting one of these ghost carriages in 1997. That's interesting because it must have looked really real then. In my mind, everyone in Plucky's insurance rates went up after this because the insurance company was like, there's fucking ghost carriages. Another application question for the insurance. What zip code are you in? Or what what is it called in England? What Britain zip code are you at? Postcode. That was a terrible English accent. <laughs> that just sounded like I didn't. <laughs> My favorite part of our podcast is when you do accents. I'll be honest. If I could get you to do one at any time. I think so far my favorite's been the newsy, though. When I do bad accents. <laughs> my goal in every episode now is to get an accent out of you. I think, no, I think my favorite was whenever I gave Mozart. Oh, yeah, you are a good Mozart. <laughs> One might say I am a good Mozart, yes. <laughs> so, okay. I saw a Mozart book the other day, and I sent you like a close-up of his face. I like that when you see Mozart, you now think of me. I hope everyone does. Perfect. I I do. I want everyone to think of me, and I want everyone to think of me dramatically saying that someone has calculated the precise hour of my death. (laughs) Because it's dramatic. It's a drama. Mozi? Anyway. Mozi? We're friends now. Like, I feel like Mozart and I have elevated to the point where I can call him Mozi. Has he come to you in a dream yet? (laughs) Not yet. But this is how I do become haunted by Mozart, is by continually ridiculing him and talking about how he looked like he was 700 years old. Great. I can't wait to document this. (laughs) I suddenly hear a piano in my house. (laughs) That honestly would fuck me up if suddenly I just heard like Uh piano music. I was good. I was worried that Ben would fuck with me, but then I realized he doesn't listen to this, so we're good. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to have to get a hotel room next time then. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> ghost piano music is my line. I, I feel like that's fair. Now, what if it was ghost emo music? Hmm. Did Mozart go emo? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the bang. He, like, parted his, like white wig <laughs> so he has a, a hard bang <laughs> I want that to be someone's album <laughs> someone has to have done that I would be so surprised if that didn't exist already anywho let's get back to Plucky so the next two stories are kind of intertwined if you will so there was a woman who lived at a home that was called Rose Court fancy She was allegedly so upset over a love triangle that she was involved in with a monk that lived next door that she took her own life by eating poison berries. There's a lot going on in that sentence. There is the monk, like not the boy next door, the monk next door. That's another album. That's another album that I want. The monk next door. (laughs) It can be by Emo Mozart. Emo Mozart can write it. From the grave. That's what this episode's going to be called. The Monk Next Door, yeah. I do like that. We should absolutely call this The Monk Next Door. Like Plucky, colon, The Monk Next Door. Okay, so people who were at Rose Court have reported hearing 
groans in the very early morning. And they'll also see items getting like moved around. Which we're not loving that. No. There's also what's been described as like a weird vibe in the area near the garden. I'm assuming that's presumably where the berries were from. Yeah, maybe. And then also it's said that in her final moments, she was looking across the field to where the monk lived, which was in a house called Greystones. And of course, Greystones has its own accompanying ghost story. Who recorded this, though? Like, who knew that she looked across the field moments before? Whoever was there when she died and she was dying from poison berries and was like, I'm going to let you just go rather than, like, helping you vomit. That's sad. That is, I mean, often with stories like this, I feel like we're like, how do you know? We're going to get to several where you're like, how do you know that's exactly what happened? But so, (laughs) Greystone has its own accompanying ghost story. And the apparition of a monk who looks like he's from Tudor times is seen in the wooded area. And so when she died, the monk became despondent. And the only thing he could do to comfort himself was he would kind of like walk in the areas where they would go for walks together and where they spent time together, which I think is kind of sweet. And that's where his ghost is seen. And it's said that he eventually died from a broken heart. Amanda rolled her eyes. (laughs) Mozart. I mean, he was like, fuck that. <laughs> uh, but so in 1989, a reporter saw a figure wearing a brown robe drift from behind the home to like close to the wooded area. All I think of is like Friar Tuck. You say Friar Tuck and I have Gargamel in my head. I don't think he's a monk, but I think because I th- see him in like something that looks like a monk's robe. Okay. He's a wizard, not a monk. But that's what I am picturing here. Oh, no. Friar Tuck's a full-on monk. Friar. But I'm thinking of the cartoon version, obviously. Tuck. Oh, no. He's a dog? Is he a dog? Well, that's not a human nose. <laughs> no, he's a bear? Well, obviously. I don't know if he's a dog. Maybe bear. I was just looking at what people have Googled. Friar Tuck haircuts, number one for mine. <laughs> oh, hot. <laughs> Amanda's got a thing for a fryer tuck, a fryer tuck cut. <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. And when you click on it, the images that pop up are sexy. Let's continue on to our plucky hauntings. I also do love like the name of the homes, like Rose Court and Greystones. It is pretty. So there's the church. There is Saint Nicholas Church, and there is a story that there is a woman, Lady Deering, who died in the 1100s, who was buried in the St. Nicholas Church graveyard. That's a long time ago to even know that someone existed, right? I know, right? But a red rose was placed atop her lead coffin. And so she's known as the Red Lady. But people see her and she's looking for the grave of her stillborn child, which I think is incredibly sad and just heartbreaking. That's really sad. It is. And of course, to go along with like every place that we've ever covered, there's also a white lady. I also feel like when you think of what a apparition looks like in terms of what you see in movies, they're always a figure that is, if you take an image and you make it really bright, it's like white translucent. So to me, I'm like, it makes sense that their clothing would look white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that and we already talked about this forever ago, when they would wrap people in like white shrouds. Yeah, and that's why we have like the sheet ghost kind of like situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But of course, this place has one too. And she's seen at the St. Nicholas Church and the Surrendon Daring Homes Library. And that's where she used to live. The home was destroyed in 1952, 
but it had been used as a base in both World War I and World War II. During this time, staff reported seeing her spirit, and one member of the staff had a vigil on Christmas Eve. She appeared to him during this vigil, and he shot her with his rifle, which I feel like is very rude. Like, you called her here. Yeah, I don't know if he was having a candlelit vigil generally, and then she was like, what are you doing? She was just like, do you want me? (laughs) What's happening? Yeah, you can't shoot a ghost, so cool. Uh, I'm sorry, have you seen Supernatural? No, I got bored. They will sometimes shoot them with rock salt to, like, make them scatter. That's different than a rifle. Yeah. I want to think it's, like, in a rifle, though, or a shotgun. I honestly, I'm not going to act like I know gun differences, or I want to learn about them. All I think of is the little gun thing that people buy that shoots salt at flies. Anyways, back to our hauntings. A man was crushed to death at the brickwork site when a clay wall fell on him, which sounds horrific. People say that they can still hear his screams. That reminds me of the hotel that we talked about where the man fell off the roof, right? And they were like, we still hear him at night. That would fuck me up. And also, like, that has to be a terrible scream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's like a brutal death. So the Daring Chapel, which is in the first aisle in St. Nicholas's Church, people have reported seeing what they describe as a dancing light. And that's in an area to the immediate right of it. Additionally, there's a family vault beneath that section of the church. And people have heard knocking coming from in there. That's terrifying. I would be out. If I fucking heard knocking coming from a family vault that you couldn't get to. Yep. I'd be like knees to chest moving in. (laughs) No, thank you. This is done for me. Mm -hmm. So in the 1970s, Reverend John Piddock allowed a group of psychic researchers to spend the night in the attempt to record any strange happenings. They had brought a bunch of equipment, including recording devices and thermometers. So because they were locked in overnight, they had to be let out the next morning by the vicar. When the vicar came, the group was complaining because they said that they hadn't experienced anything during that night. Like it's his fault. Right. They're like, can you talk to your ghosts here? But they did explain that they were happy that they got to spend some time with his dog because the dog had visited a couple times throughout the night. And the vicar responded, actually, I don't have a dog. I do love a ghost dog. So there's also a ghost of a woman who accidentally burned to death on the Pinnock Bridge And she appears as a misty pink figure smoking her pipe. What a vibe. And I don't think I've ever heard of a pink figure. Have you? No, no. A lady in pink. Yes. I think we've talked about a lady in pink. No, maybe purple. I don't know. No, we did talk about a purple lady once, but not pink. When she was alive, she collected watercress from the stream below and she would sell it. She would also regularly drink gin and smoked a pipe. Love that for her. Yeah, she sounds fun. Legend has it that one night she had drank a bit of her gin and she was smoking her pipe when she fell asleep. She spilled some of her gin on her clothing and then her pipe fell, which ignited her clothing. In the years immediately following her death, her apparition was a bit scarier. She would apparently appear screaming and wailing and be engulfed in fire. Can you fucking imagine just you're like out for a walk, you walk by this bridge And suddenly there is this fiery apparition screaming. That's terrifying. It is. Even if like someone warned me and they're like, all right, there's this ghost. (laughs) And you'll see her on fire screaming sometimes. Just, you know. There's no warning someone that. (laughs) You'd be like, um, no, thank you. Not going back. This is such a small town. There's no way that this isn't a terrifying bridge. So 
it looks like a covered bridge, but it's made of like brick and wood. And to me, it almost looks church-like. Yeah, like it looks like it came pre-haunted. It definitely looks like it came pre-haunted. I would, again, flip the fuck out if I saw a fire ghost, frankly. I would much rather see a fire yeti than a fire ghost. And it looks like even like leading up to it, there's a sign that says like the bridge is there. And it's in a foresty area with a lot of vines. So it just looks terrifying. It's ominous, if you will. So we're going to talk about more haunted places, including one of the pubs, which is called Blacksmith's Arms. And it actually has three ghosts. I don't know what kind of bargain they struck for three ghosts. But in the 14th century, it housed a blacksmith's forge, which is why like all of the business names that are associated with it are blacksmith. I've also seen it described as a tea room as well. So pub, tea room, not sure if it's operating as different things in day and night or if this is different periods. But people have reported seeing a man wandering around in the upstairs rooms. A Tudor maid has been seen. And then there's a coachman who sits at the public bar and just longingly stares at the fire. Okay. People who work there have also experienced when the mugs are hanging up, they'll suddenly start clinking together as though someone ran their finger along them and nothing will have touched them. And then people have reported where they'll be like in the back and they'll hear the door open and a chair pull out like someone came in and sat down. But then when they come out, there's no one there. Ooh, I don't like that. That's just me. I'd be like, where are well, they? I don't like chairs moving in general. Rocking chairs, stationary chairs. No chairs for Amanda. Nope. Ever. Nope. They need to stay put. They need to stay where I put them. Ah, oh, damn it. So you, you don't even want to poltergeist, like stacking them up. No. I mean, that would be a lot to clean up, too. Imagine trying to clean up stacked chairs. Sounds hard. I'm not tall. It does sound hard. No, exactly. I have the cloth chairs and I would just break another one. <laughs> Mike would break it. Mike would break it. Yeah. And this next one I actually kind of like because it's kind of sweet. So... When people are kind of like out walking around, they will hear a man and a woman having a conversation, but there will be no one there. And as they're talking, there's a dog happily yapping with them. And their conversation is always sounds happy. I don't know if people can ever get close enough to hear the substance of what they're saying, but they can hear the tone and it will eventually just kind of like trail away and trail off. And I love the idea of like a ghost couple just out for a walk with their dog. It's kind of sweet. It is. Also, another pub, the Daring Arms pub. It was once a hunting lodge. And there's a, a woman ghost who wears a bonnet. The woman in the bonnet. The bonnet woman. <laughs> Lady in bonnet. Lady in bonnet looks so corporeal that people have thought that she like is just hanging out. She's just a casual contemporary woman wearing her bonnet. Okay. Which I kind of love. So there's also Richard Dickey Buss, who was a miller. And he had a windmill that was named the Pinnox. And he closed that windmill in 1930. You don't say. Shortly after, about nine years after, lightning struck the windmill and destroyed it. And he is sometimes seen kind of wandering around the abandoned windmill. But it's typically just before a thunderstorm will begin. That's really sad. It is sad. But also, he closed it down. Why is he upset about it? Because it got destroyed. He probably still loved it. Or he just really wants to tell people when thunderstorms are coming. That seems like a bad way of communicating if he's going to an abandoned windmill that's destroyed. He's not a good weatherman. I assume that that's how they get their weather in this place. You know how he said it's so small? They have a lookout to see if they see him. Okay, so they have like a, a camera set up, like a live stream. And someone's like, we saw Dickie! Oh no, I, I pictured a newsie waiting there, <laughs> like a little kid or something. And be like, oh, okay. We saw him. 
the storm's coming. Is this just the the kid that the town voted sucked the most and they just go live out by the old windmill on their own? No, they take turns. Oh. Why am I so disappointed? <laughs> no, you just want to go fuck this one kid. He lives by the windmill alone. <laughs> Maybe he earned it. Maybe he's a little shitbird. The lonely windmill boy. Oh. And that would be another ghost that would be there. I made myself sad. Okay. The lonely windmill boy doesn't exist, though. <laughs> so we don't need to be sad. So this, the name of the episode is going to include so many of these. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to Plucky. <laughs> Any windmill. In any, any windmill. In one of the bakeries in Plucky, they removed a Victorian fireplace as part of the renovations they were doing. How dare them? And then some strange things happened. Also, behind this fireplace was an old hearth. So it's like the original fireplace, if you will. And people can hear stomping and footsteps that would go silent as they approach the hearth. I don't like that. That would stress me out. That is stressful. But also, like... Old fireplaces are so pretty. <laughs> Don't mess with it. They were going to the old, old fireplace. Yeah, leave it alone. Let it be. Fair. Anyways, there's another pub. It's called Black Horse Pub. And it's also, of course, haunted. The pub used to be a farmhouse that was surrounded by a moat. And the owner was a bailiff. There's a lot going on. I want a moat. Where can I live that I get a moat? It's a lot there. It's a lot happening. <laughs> Anywhere other than Arizona. I could have a moat if I wanted to. Your neighbor didn't even want you to have a fence, let alone a moat. If I got fish, she might be okay about it. Okay. The wheels are turning in my head thinking like, can I get a moat? I don't think I'd hate that. I could have like a fish <laughs> pond that goes around my house. That has to be not great for the mm -mm. lawn. We have a lake outside our house. And once we had such a bad monsoon season that it came up and it flooded all the streets. And our streets were filled with fish. Is that lake meant to be a retention pond? Um, it was supposed to just be pretty and people were allowed to fish in it at one point and then they didn't want anyone near it because it's like a drowning hazard because it's hard to get out of. That makes sense. Like, I know that in Florida, there will be retention ponds kind of all over the fucking place because it rains so much. There needs to be a place where like water can run to and also for like wildlife and stuff. But like in those retention ponds, there could just be like a very chill alligator just hanging out. Well, they changed it quite a bit. They added more places for drainage after that happened. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they thought that this area would flood so bad because we were the first street. So like now. Oh, yeah, that's fair. People figured it out. But as we were here on our little island alone and had fish in our streets, they're like, we might need to rethink things. So Amanda's saying that she was there before it was cool. It was way cooler then without the people and the fish. <laughs> in temperature and generally. You want to go catch some fish? You just walk outside to your street. Done and done. I wanted to save them, though. I felt so bad. And we took a bucket and grabbed as many as we could and put them back in the pond. That's fair. That's kind of you. Anyway, let's get back to your moat house. Moat. Moat house. Farmhouse. Yes. Okay. So it turned into a pub. Things will disappear right in front of people. And then it'll show back up a few days later. Sounds like Lindsay's house. Disrespectful, though. <laughs> it is. Mine isn't right in front of me, though. Mine's like, I know I put this here. Where is it? I can't imagine sitting here and being like watching like my AirPods case just like dematerialize. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I needed those. That's how I deal with most of my sensory issues. She's like, no, you didn't. 
Oh man, and Marge is like, I'm gonna put it where I want. <laughs> you should put this away. Marge is upstairs taking notes. She's like, take shit for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a manager once witnessed a glass sliding along a shelf. So just casually sliding. Chilling. Someone else saw cutlery raise into the air and then get placed neatly near where it had previously been. So it just like lifted up. They're like, mm, you should move it over a couple inches. There are dogs barking at places where there's nothing that anyone could see. The owners could see just random places. It always freaks me out when a dog like watches something. Have you ever had that where your dog's like looking at something and then like watches it walk across the room and you're like, please be a bug. Please be a bug. (laughs) That's not. Yes, I don't like it. You have met Lenore. I love her. Lenore is my like black fluffy cat who has the most Cheshire cat personality of any animal I have ever met ever. Lenora will go into the darkest part of her room and then she will just stare. She'll close her eyes. And then when you walk in, she'll open her eyes very quickly so that like they illuminate in the darkness just to freak you the fuck out. But Lenore has a habit of like staring at a wall and then she'll walk up really close to it and then go at it. No reason. And you're like, no, no reason. She's just Lenoring. She's Lenoring. Yeah. She hung out with us. I was very happy that she wanted to be our friend. She's a sweet girl. One of the dogs that I trained years ago, their mom sent me a video and she's like, I know you like ghosts and you like dogs. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what's and going on. Her dog's sitting there on the bed and you see kind of like an orb mm-hmm. around her room and the dog's just following it. And she's like, there's nothing there. So speaking of dogs again, there's also a room upstairs that dogs will not enter. And I love that like everyone's bringing their dog to this haunted pub, I guess. But the dog's like, no, I'm not going. I want to bring my dog everywhere. It's too hot here. You know Moo is my main squeeze. If I could take her everywhere, I would. And she would love it. She loves a Starbucks pup cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just discovered Culver's does a little pup cup, too. I don't know what that is. It's like a fast food place. Oh. We went and got food the other day and went to the park and brought her. And they're like, can we give her this? And I'm like, okay. She was very stoked. Totally. Okay. So the last place we're going to talk about is also the first place that I had started researching when we looked into this. Because there's a place in Plucky called Daring Woods, but it's known as the Screaming Woods. Nope. And a long time ago... When we first did Forest episode of Scary Things in the Fucking Woods, we had compiled a whole bunch of scary woodland places and a whole bunch of scary woodland stuff. And I was like, what can we do? And I saw this and I was like, Screaming Woods sounds like a good shorty. And then I was looking and then I was like, oh my God, the town it's in is like super fucking haunted. Let's do both. And so then we looked into all of the hauntings in it. But it's where we're going to end today. Mm -hmm. So people have experienced scary hauntings in the night and the day. And something about a daytime haunting feels extra sinister to me. Well, you feel like you're safe during the day and it can't get you. Yeah, but they can. So the encounters that people have experienced, they don't happen in a particular area of the woods. It's kind of all over. And we're just going to go through some of the things that people have experienced. First, not surprisingly, people are hearing screams. One of the theories is that what people are hearing is the screams of people who got lost in the woods and died. But in missing from those stories is stories of people who got lost in those woods. So I don't know if it's old timey people that they think got lost there. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, you know, record keeping's hard. They were keeping track of the monk love triangle. They aren't getting 
keeping track of the missing people. I want that to be like a TLC show. <laughs> the monks love triangle. Yes. Monks just want love too. That's the slogan underneath. I know nothing about a monk, honestly. Like truly nothing. <laughs> I know what Robin Hood's taught me. Perfection. No notes. So people are also hearing person-like footsteps in the woods. I'm assuming when they say that, what they mean is like bipedal footsteps, right? Not four feet and the weight-ish of a human. But they're hearing footsteps, but they're not seeing anyone. That would creep me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. People have seen the ghost of a soldier. And then alternatively, people are seeing the ghost of an army colonel from the 1700s who's hanging from a tree or marching through the woods. That's sad. And earlier, we mentioned Amanda's favorite miller, Dickie Bus. But he, a part of the woods is known as Dickie Bus Lane. And there are stories that people have seen the ghost of someone who hanged themselves on Dickie Bus's Lane. Sad. And some people think that it was a teacher who took his own life after World War I and that he had been found by Dickie just a few weeks after he had hanged himself, which is incredibly sad. Yeah. From what I've seen, people can hear the screams that are coming from the screaming woods when they aren't in the woods. They can hear it outside of it. And I don't like the idea of that. It's one thing hearing something when you're there, but when it's just like adjacent to you, I do not like it. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you've seen the legends mm -hmm. of things in the woods that scream and try to get someone to go into the woods. Yeah, I have. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Came to mind. Well, also coyotes will mimic sounds to try to lure things in. Like they'll make the sounds of kittens, which I don't like. I just hear them screaming at night. Yeah. When they catch something and it's unsettling. Yeah, it's unfair and just wrong. That's what we've got for Plucky. I had never heard of it. So if you've been there, I want to hear everything about all of the ghosts. Because I, I just feel like everywhere you go, there's a ghost waiting for you. If you've been, we want to know. If you have any other ghost stories or creepy haunted places you want us to look at, send them to us because we'd love to put it in an episode. Yeah. And with that, have a good weekend. Thanks for creeping with us. Thanks for listening. And as always, a special thank you to our patrons who support us via Patreon. Please see the link in our show notes to learn more about how you, yes you, can begin to haunt the dump, guard vortexes, or even become a scorching Sasquatch. Ooh. Also in our show notes, you can find the link to our website, more information on our sources, our social media handles, and our merch store. We'd love for you to keep creeping with us. So if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the show with your fellow creeps and or ghosts. I beg of you. <laughs> Lucky, colon, the monk next door, parentheses, there is no lonely windmill boy. <laughs> no, e emo, no, no, emo Mozart and the lonely windmill boy. <laughs> Emo Mozart's journey to Plucky, colon. <laughs> it's going to get like six downloads. <laughs> Emo Mozart's journey to Plucky, colon, the monk next door, parentheses, there is no lonely windmill boy. <laughs> I'm writing this down. Perfect. Flawless. Oh my gosh. Emo Mozart or Mozi? I mean, he is your friend now. He haunts you. Emo, I'm going to think Mozart will hit the algorithm. Emo Mozart's journey <laughs> to Plucky. This is very long. The It's been a long couple weeks covering the Vallow case. So 
the monks next door. There is no lonely wind mill boy. We'll have a PSA that just says, PSA, there is no lonely windmill boy. Can we put that out on Thursday night, though? So that people just are like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I mean, most of the time, but. What a question. Okay. Okay. A single clay of sculpty. <laughs> a sculpty? <laughs> like, like, like sculpty the clay, little thing. I thought that was like your, your uh, shortened name for sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you don't know because it could be. You know what I mean? Like, it, I called Mozart Mozi earlier, so it it stands to reason. It's solid logic. Okay. okay. Remember when we said this was going to be a short? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be equal so, parts um, after and during. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, um, what are you talking about? There's no telling where the clip clops are. Uh, well, you know what we got to do now. One moment. <laughs> Mozart emo. Someone put Mozart emotional. <gasps> I don't know what I'm watching, and this is in the middle of our episode, but you need to watch it with me. I'm going to send you this because it's it's honestly, it's important business. And tell me when you push play, I'll push play. Okay. One, two, three, play. Perfect. Okay. I don't think this is Mozart. I think it starts out with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah. <laughs> the RAR. Oh, there we go. She's not great at it. She's trying. Delete that one. Uh, I want to know. This is 15 years old. And I want to know where this person is. All right, Emo Mozart, show yourself. Oh, my God. The Black Islander. <laughs> emo Mozart, show yourself. What a what a moment that was. I What a tangent. That was pretty bad. We always have jokes and then we have a really sad thing. I know. We're not good at it. We're not good at staying on task. Let's change our tone. Everything is somber. Okay. I can't look at you again. They have an appropriate tone for sad stories. I have to, like, change the way I'm sitting to make sure I don't see her. Amanda's body's fully turned. <laughs> it's not helping that I'm monotone segueing into our next section. <laughs> and then she side-eyes me. Rude. What? You don't know this? I know about a marshmallow gun. Hold on. Who's shooting salt with flies? Yeah, it's called a bug assault. <laughs> it's called a bug assault 2.0. Insect eradication gun. You don't know this thing? I've seen them. It sounds real dumb. They ask because it is dumb. <laughs> oh, there's also a bug assault shredder. What does that mean? You just like, it's like a... It's so sad. It's like a chomp, chomp, chomp? It shoots salt really fast and it kills them. Your house is all salty then. Or I guess you're doing this outside. It is. I think, I don't know. I wouldn't buy this, but I've heard of them. I'm confused on who's using this, who the market is here. It's not children. It says keep away from children and pets. So... Yeah, because children are absolutely going to shoot that in each other's eyes. And that's going to hurt so fucking bad. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea, but they do exist. And that's what I thought of. And I have, um, oh my God, Smurf's villain. I have to <laughs> search it. What's his name? I don't know. Gargamel. I also, I'm going to be really honest with you. I have no clue what a windmill was doing in 1930. I've been looking at a lot of old Victoria, you know, like cheap old houses on... Mm-hmm. 
Instagram. That's like, yeah, when they post, I'm all about it. Amanda's new addiction. It, it's been my addiction for a long time. Every time I see them. Amanda's in an out of Arizona state of mind. Yeah, but every time I see them, they're always in like places that I don't want to live. And I'm like, but please. Yeah, that's that's why the houses are cheap. Because you don't want to be there. I know, but they're so pretty. I want like a big Victorian house that's really old and creepy. That's not too much to ask. But also, they come preloaded with haunting rotted rotted chairs. They come preloaded with haunted haunted. They come preloaded. Jesus fucking Christ, Lindsay. They come preloaded with haunted. Why can't I talk? They. My joke's not even funny anymore because I've fucked up saying this so many times. They come preloaded with haunted rocking chairs, I think is what you're going for. Uh, yes, I am trying to say they come preloaded with haunted rocking chairs, though. What I'm thinking is that I bolt it to the ground so it can no longer rock. But you don't like stationary chairs that are haunted either. Well, they can't fucking move it. They can't. They can't, like, stack it on shit. They can't rock. They can put things on top of it. I mean, if they need to stack some books on top of it or something. (gasps) It could be like a chair magnet. No, that chair will draw other chairs to it. (laughs) That's how it'll piss you off. How annoying would that be? I mean, I don't want to. I guess they could rock. If they really want to rock, they can rock in their chair. (laughs) Do you want to (laughs) rock? I've had such a stressful week. This is great.